The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome, Dan Bach and the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast for you here on this Monday. Hope things are going well in your world. Uh, thanks to Fantasy Draft as always. Terrific sponsor. Make that deposit. I'm glad I did not forget to play PGA over on Fantasy Draft. Had a really good week over there this uh, weekend and uh, get back at it once again use of course that promo code grinders when you sign up and then you get access to our three months of free uh, fantasy draft premium content and uh, really enjoy uh, that site so I hope you check them out today we're gonna get away from game analysis we're gonna look forward a little bit to football season and I'm gonna come up with a little bit of a wish list of things I'd like to see not like to see as NFL season slowly approaches. Of course, we're just into June, so we've got all of June, all of July, and all of August. But I also know that decisions are being made right now in terms of what's going to happen on particular sites. So who knows? Maybe something in this podcast could be influential. I've only been at this game since uh, 2000 and what 12, I believe it is, 2011, right around there. So Uh, I've got a pretty good eye for the industry and I think some of the things that people would and would not like to see. And of course, I keep in mind that these companies are running businesses, so I understand that. Uh, I understand the the legal landscape of of everything that's happening in the world today. So uh, I think this is some pretty fresh insight for you guys. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, Real quick, we need to thank Buffalo Wild Wings as well. Just a reminder, graduations, Father's Day, it's coming up, and you got to give gifts. Don't give crappy gifts. Don't go the tie route for dad or a stupid balloon for the graduate. Don't do that. Uh, get them something that they're going to enjoy. If they like wings, if they like sports, they like beer, then guess what? Buffalo Wild Wings. It's time to get them a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. When you purchase $30 or more in-store or online, they'll give you a $5 bonus key for yourself. It's a gift that just gives back to you. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports, terms and conditions do apply. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about NFL season uh, coming up. That is obviously the biggest one of them all. And before we kind of uh, get into NFL, I want to talk about what I think it's it's finally time for us to see once again. And I think it's time for the return of college sports, college football, college basketball over on daily fantasy sports platforms. Uh, I completely understand what took place. I didn't love it. But I, I do understand why they got rid of it a few years ago. Uh, basically, FanDuel and DraftKings, they were 
their backs were against the wall. There's a good chance that the entire industry was going to collapse. And the last thing that they really needed was backlash from the NCAA as they tried to push new uh, fantasy bills across the country. So uh, basically, they kind of came up with a, a handshake agreement in all these different you know, jurisdictions and probably in general saying, okay, uh, we're going to stop, you know, our college sports on our platform. Don't lobby against us because the NCAA definitely has a lot of power. And it was basically a a situation where, you know, the long-term viability of the industry was way more important than the short term of trying to run college sports for daily fantasy. But times have changed here. Okay. I think the... Um, the pursuit of fantasy legislation across the country is waning. Um, I think the main reason for that is there's something new on the horizon called sports betting, which is going to take all the lobbying and the interests away from daily fantasy, and they're going to go towards that platform. So I don't think that the same concerns that they had two years ago really apply right now. So I don't think it matters for FanDuel or DraftKings whether the NCAA uh, likes them or not because how, uh, as far as I know, like maybe there is still some lobbying going on. Maybe they are still trying to get laws out there, but I just feel like in general the momentum has, has slowed to a crawl here and maybe some of that's on us for not pushing things as much and maybe we're getting a little bit more comfortable with where we are. But I also think like if a state was going to come out and try to ban fantasy sports, they would have done it already. Like, they had their opportunity to do it a couple of years ago, and if they were going to do it, they would have already done it. So, uh, obviously, would we like more clarity in states like Florida? No question about it. Um, but at, at the end of the day, uh, I don't think the NCAA, one way or another, is going to have any impact on, on whether that happens. So, uh, I think it's time that the sites actually open college sports back up for business. Now, I do realize that there are a lot of states out there where they drew up legislation which prohibits college sports. Massachusetts, New York, um, Tennessee, uh, completely understand it. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, you can't offer those games in those states. But there are a myriad of states, pretty much all but what, I'd say like seven, maybe? I I don't know the exact number, but there are a ridiculous number of states that you could offer college sports in. And when you think of a Saturday and how popular not only that game was, but that was back in an era where Daily Fantasy wasn't even as popular as it is today, potentially. I mean, there is so much money to be made from that, so much engagement to be made from it, I think it's time for the sites to step up and say, okay, we're not going to offer these games in regulated states. We're going to have ring-fenced games for the states that have legislation in the books. But for everyone else uh, who doesn't fall under those regulatory, um, uh, over that regulation, we're going to offer you college DFS. And I guarantee you that it would be a smashing success. I guarantee you that it would drive 100x more revenue than what you get from Euro basketball, from what you get 
from WNBA. Uh, there's no question that the demand would be there. And I understood why they did what they did when they did it, but we're not in the same world today than we are than we were two, three years ago. So I implore the sites to consider bringing it back and basically ring fence the game. And you might be saying, well, Dan, how, do, how can they do that? How do they have the tech in place to do it? Well, I know for a fact FanDuel has the tech in place to do it because they were offering PGA Tour to golf to everybody but people in New York because they couldn't offer golf and I think it was soccer to people in New York. So when they tried to enter, they said, nope, you are in a restricted state. You can't play this game. So there should be, it should be a pretty easy thing to institute. And uh, I think that, you know, that, that, you know, the, the users would absolutely love to get back in on this. And I am completely was kind of in the minority here of when they did ban it about saying like, yeah, this is the right move, you know, short term loss, long term gain. And it turned out that way. But I don't think we're, we're, we, we're in that situation anymore. And I think it's time for the sites to take a step forward and uh, and consider this sort of change because it would make, a, 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 I think, a pretty darn big revenue stream for them especially with the world that we live in today with shortened slates, with showdown slates and the ability to, um, you know, to, to, to run more contests than they ever ran before. I mean, back when college sports was running, they didn't, they didn't chop up slates like they do right now. That's just churn, churn, churn. You've got college football pretty much all week long. You could have a showdown slate of the Mac game of the week on Tuesday night that suddenly draws a lot of interest. There's so much, there's so many different ways to, to drive revenue here with college sports. And, uh, and I think it's, it, it, it's time for them to reevaluate it. Now, I will throw one caveat, caveat out there, and I'm not an attorney, but I know there's a case in the Indiana Supreme Court uh, versus some college players uh, arguing that, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings did not have right to use their likeness um, uh, when they ran those games before. That might be a little bit of a hiccup here. I don't know for sure. Um, but these are two you know, companies that certainly get very aggressive, especially DraftKings, in terms of you know, trying to find new ways to monetize and, and new ways to um, you know, deliver sports for people. And, you know, college sports, they're more concerned about the world of sports betting than they are, I think, with fantasy sports at this point in time. So uh, that's number one for me, the return of college sports. Love to see it. I think now is the time. All right. Now turning our attention to the NFL. Uh, one thing that I think is going to be a huge talking point, because we've seen it every single year, and we're going to see it again this year, is slates getting chopped down. First, it was Monday night football being excluded from the main slate. Then it was Sunday night football being excluded from the main slate. First and foremost, please, 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 let's make at least the main slate the early and afternoon games. Let's not chop it down to just the early slate, okay? I don't think this is going to happen. I think there's like 0% chance that this happens, but I just want to make sure that don't get too cute with trying to chop things down and uh, and make them even smaller than they already are. Uh, please, noon games 
or one o'clock games, four o'clock games. If that wants, if you want that to be your main slate, fine. I've got no problem with it. Do it, but don't chop it down even more. But the bigger question uh, for me is, what are we going to see in terms of the world of the single game fantasy contests? Because they're going to happen, boys and girls. It's almost a certainty that we're going to see it on Thursday night, on Sunday night, on Monday night football. Uh, we've seen the enormous success that we've had with uh, NBA Finals. And you got to remember, like, ratings for Monday night football are, I don't know, I think they can be, or on Sunday night football, are probably like double what we got for the NBA Finals here. Uh, they're massive. A huge number of people are doing it. So, uh, I think there is a 100% chance that we're going to see these showdown slates be offered because, A, it's good for the sites because, therefore, they can churn more dollars. The more games people play, the quicker they play them, the more they can put that money and play it again. You know, it's an easy formula to figure out. That's what they're going to do. Um, and, B, these, these games have appeal. People like to play them. I might not like to play them. You might not like to play them. Hardcore gamers may not like to play them, but you know what? A lot of people do. And as long as there's demand for it, they're going to offer it, and I don't blame them one bit for doing it. But there's two little caveats here that I think are kind of important for me. And I just really hope that they don't push the early week start of fantasy games uh, all the way to Sunday now. Like, I think there's a definite demand, at least for me and a lot of other people, that we do still like to play Thursday through Sunday or Thursday through Monday type fantasy games. And if they're worried that it's too long of a period, even if they went with Thursday through Sunday 1 o'clock games, I think that's actually a pretty good compromise. But the last thing I want to see is them to have Thursday contests posted and the only thing we have are silly showdown slates to choose from. Uh, that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see options taken away. I get, even if you want to make the bigger prize pools, the single day slates, I get it. But hopefully they can still offer a compelling game because you know how I work. The more games we have, the more choices we have, the more skilled the game is, the more I like it. And I think more of the people who care about gameplay like it. But I don't expect you to run your site to appease me. I get that. But don't ignore me. Don't ignore people who care about that aspect of Daily Fantasy. So, um, again, it, uh, you can run them. You're going to run them. That's fine. But don't ignore the other variations for people to potentially play. So that's Thursday through the week. And then Sunday, Monday is really interesting. Because, again, this is a powerhouse of a uh, of a slate and of viewership, and I'm pretty worried that it's just going to be Sunday night football for people to play, and they're going to get rid of the Sunday Monday option. I hope I'm wrong on that. Uh, I really do, because um, the way I work, the more options we have, the more excited I am by this uh, of of actually playing the standard fantasy game. But um, I, I think there's definite concern that we see that. Um, I think previously we have, what, Monday-Thursday contests for Monday Night Football. I don't know if we're going to see those anymore. Uh, I'd love to still see them out there, even if they're at a little bit lower prize pool than, than what we're having. But just be ready, boys and girls. It's coming. Single-day football is coming. And this 
brings me to my next talking point, which uh, I, I think is really important for the sites too to consider. You're going to be running single day football contests, okay? Let's run engaging, interesting contests or games with them. And for me, the adding of IDP or defensive players is not a good add. Honestly, I don't need a player pool of 30 defenders and having to try to figure out where the interception return is going to come from that's completely kind of random. That's not something that I think, and this isn't even just talking about me as a you know kind of savvy player, somebody who does this for a living. This is looking at it even from a average new user. Do you think new players, even players who are just playing standard season-long fantasy football, have any clue who the nickel cornerback is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They, they don't know who these people are. And I don't think they want to learn who these people are. So I don't want to see IDP like we saw in the Super Bowl over on DraftKings. I don't want to see that. And I think it's bad for the game if we see that, because I think it's going to actually take away from the average users. They're not going to know who these guys are. They don't, they don't know who the defensive lineman is on the San Diego Chargers, who's 3,400. Like They're not going to know these things. And even for those who do know it, you know, you could say, damn, well, you're, you're, there's more edge for those savvy users. But is there? Defensive stats are extremely, extremely um, variable week to week, matchup to matchup, and especially the, the things that, you know, account for the most points, things like sack, fumble recovery, re, uh, return for a touchdown. I mean, things like that are just going to be so tough to predict. So for me, uh, this is going to sound weird because I'm going to dog these out in just a, a little bit later. If I'm DraftKings, because I think FanDuel last year was all right with what they did. And I think they're going to make even better improvements, which we'll get to in a moment. But if I'm DraftKings, uh, first thing is I get rid of IDP, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I add kickers. Now, I hate kickers in the standard game. They're the worst. But in a single game, in a single slate, I actually think, in a single, in a single game scenario, I actually think there is a bit of skill in terms of building rosters and deciding whether you think a team is going to kick field goals or score touchdowns. Do you want to try and shoot for the, the field goal points or uh, are you going to load up on the offensive players and say the skill, the skill players are going to score the points? Like I love that element. And I think that DraftKings should bring that as a roster position. And not like, you know, you have to pick a kicker, but it gives you the option in the single day slate to take either kicker as somebody who can score you points. That's number one. Number two is, I think you got to bring back the captain spot uh, for the showdown slates uh, for NFL on both DraftKings and on FanDuel. Now, DraftKings has the three different points, which I like because I think it really differs the amount of you know options that we have where you've got one guy giving you two, one guy giving you 1.5, another guy giving you 1.25. Uh I like that. I like that format. I'll be surprised if FanDuel doesn't continue that for the single game NFL. DraftKings, keep the captain spot. 
it, it you know the the captain's salary being different than the rest of the field is smart as well. Uh, you know, because you got to pay that much more. I think that format works. Um, and then obviously make the rest of the positions, you know, just positions. You don't, you know, if you want to take two quarterbacks, you can take two quarterbacks. So uh, just leave it wide open. Those are players to select. Don't have certain positions people need to take. But add that captain spot. Uh, yeah, if Le'Veon Bell is playing on Sunday fo- Sunday night football, am I going to play him in that spot? Probably. But you've got a game theory to look at and saying, uh, you know, if there's a chance that Antonio Brown is the highest scoring player, it's going to give me a greater advantage. But we even saw it the other day when LeBron James scored 50-some-odd points in game one. He was not on the winning roster in the captain spot that day, even though that his points were one and a half x So people are going to have to pay up for that. So I love that element of strategy. So that's the route I go to differentiate lineups is captain spot, adding the kicker, and opening up all the positions to whomever like you have for basketball uh, as opposed to IDP. Do not want IDP. No thanks. Um, all right. I think that kind of covers that. Now, FanDuel. I've, I feel good about this. I've been making this pitch for five years at least that it's time for FanDuel to get rid of kickers in their standard game. Considering what the changes we saw with baseball, where you don't have to take a catcher, and it's funny because people get up in arms for literally two seconds before they realize, like, it's all right, it's not that big of a deal. So, FanDuel, you've got new management. You've got, you know, now new ownership, apparently, there with uh, Patty Power Betfair. Now is the time to improve your product, get rid of the kicker spot, add a utility spot, or add a wide receiver, tight end, flex spot, and let's go. Like, let's catch up with the times, and you can bring back your kickers for your single day slate, single game slates. I'm fine with that. Told you, I'm fine with that. In fact, I think it makes for a compelling single game, single game option, but... We don't want to select kickers. We don't, okay? Maybe there's a small percentage of people out there that like it, feel like it adds an edge to the game. That's that's fine and dandy, but it's stupid edge, okay? In my eyes, it's stupid edge. Nobody wants to make that selection. Most of us don't want to make that selection. So get rid of it, and I feel like this is the year it's going to happen. So that's first and foremost over at FanDuel. Get rid of that. Now, something I'd love to see, and I don't think we're going to see it, but defensive special teams. I think it's also time to scale back the scoring, at least the touchdown scoring on defensive special teams a little bit. What do you get, like six points on that? Um, And the thing that I just hate is when you have that one defense that goes for like 40, 35 fantasy points. If you don't have them, you feel like you're drawing dead in tournaments. And uh, I just wish there's a way to kind of scale back some of that scoring because, again, it's such a high-variant um, prediction to make in terms of whether or not the defense is going to score touchdowns in a particular game or a team is going to run back a kick in a particular game. Uh, I'm not saying, like, there can't be variants in fantasy sports. Of course there is. But if we can we can score it appropriately, I think that helps the cause. A little bit. Now, I think there's something to be said for saying, well, guess what? You know, if a team, if you view a team is going to have 
more opportunities for turnovers, then they're going to have more opportunities to return said turnovers for touchdowns. I'll buy that. I think that makes some some sense. But it kind of goes back to, I think it's a better game if maybe we can scale that scoring back a little bit. So, therefore, we don't have such a large spread between, you know, one defense, you, you know, I guess not even the worst defense and the best defense, but... Um, I just don't love like these 35 fantasy point days that we get when we've got two or three touchdown, you know, returns uh, by defenses. So, uh, I've been preaching on that for a while. It hasn't happened. Probably not going to happen. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I will lose sleep over kickers. I promise you that I will not lose sleep over this. Uh, all right. A few other things to kind of talk about, uh, maybe site particular here, um, draft, uh, what are we going to see integration on FanDuel? With draft this year, Patty Power Betfair bought draft last year and then bought FanDuel this year. I don't think we're going to see much on the integration front. It's too short of a timetable probably to make that happen. Um, you know, draft has built up an incredible audience is, you know, on their own as is. Uh, so I'll kind of be curious to see how the marketing works with these two and FanDuel and what the future has in store. Again, I doubt we're going to see much on this front, but you know, maybe some cross-promotional on-site um, because FanDuel still has just a monstrous database of users, way bigger than Draft does. Draft has made m- huge strides over the last year, but you know, Draft didn't pour like hundreds of millions of dollars into advertising like FanDuel did. So if they can leverage that and try to bring some of that audience over to Draft, it's going to make that that app that much better. Now the app was already flying last football season where the key is people don't want to wait on drafts. You want to enter a draft and you want to go. I can't tell you maybe a handful of times ever this past year where there was that problem on the draft app where you're waiting on people. So you add a little bit more integration, uh, things fly even faster. It's even better for that company. So I'll be curious to see what happens on that front. But for draft, one thing that they definitely need to do is have global swap ready for uh, football season. And, you know, the way their swap works is after the draft is done, you can't go and make changes afterwards. And I think that makes sense. You know, your draft is over. That's your team. But if somebody is ruled out and you draft them, you should be able to make that change like you have for NBA. Um, and I think they'd be in their best interest to get that solved by this football season because they had one of their worst days uh, last year when you had Leonard Fournette, and I think it was Zach Ertz. Both those guys surprisingly were ruled out, and then everybody in a panic was, you know, trying to swap those guys out, and, you know, if you're like Grant, who drafts like 200 drafts a day, it seems, like going in one by one, making those changes, those edits, uh, it gets tired, tiresome real quick. And, you know, if you want people to be drafting early on in the week, then you need to give them an easy way to make changes if they're doing a lot of drafts and they haven't had that yet. So uh, I think that's something that they need to look at where, you know, you can go in and say, okay, I want to swap this guy who's out with you pick a player on the player list. And if he's available, it'll make that swap. If it's not, it'll tell you, okay, you've got six more Leonard Fournette teams to, to to swap out. And then you can try a different player. And on those six lineups, if they swap out, it's great. If they don't, there's two other teams that, uh, you know, and two other games where those first two choices were taken, then you pick another player. 
that's the way I think you maybe organize it. Again, I'm not the software engineer. I just make up things in my mind and pretend that it would work on apps. Okay, I have no idea if it would work, but I feel like that's a reasonable solution. And obviously for basketball, you know, that's something that they, they need to have. But for football with people drafting early in the week and the volume at what it is, got to be something that they solve. Now, let's get into some, some of the uh, the contests here. And uh, I'll be curious to see what draft does. You know, Jeremy publicly last year said on numerous occasions they want to do a $1 million, you know, kind of prize pool, like championship uh, this year, um, maybe live final. And, you know, that would be incredible to get to that point. But it would also potentially put a ticket into that at 100 thousand dollars because if you got a 10-man contest actually more like uh, a le- uh, hundred and ten thousand dollars because of course they got to get their get their cut but we'll we'll just put it at about a hundred thousand dollars per ticket and I'm not a real big fan of that I think it was DraftKings a few years ago when they had their what five million dollar to first place which was just asinine uh contest and the value of those championship tickets was like 120k or something like that and you know like the lowest payout was like I don't know maybe it was like 15k or something like that it was it was not great when you consider what the value of said ticket was worth so uh that's somewhat my concern Jeremy is a smart guy he's gonna figure out the right way to do it but I will say bigger isn't always necessarily better and especially on you know, the smaller sites. I mean, last year we saw Fantasy Draft do a live final for a million dollars for, I think it was 12 people. Um, And it made for a realistic hit when you got to the live final instead of competing against 200. And uh, and obviously, you know, I I think there there was demand in that side of things. But the fact of the matter is they just made it too big because you're running too many qualifiers at at higher dollar buy-ins and for me on a site like fantasy draft or even a yahoo um i i don't think like i love the idea of a live final uh, but i love the idea of attainable live finals and that's why like even on DraftKings and FanDuel, i don't know if i played many of the qualifiers last year at all for the big championships because you know, the a lot of times those buy-ins were insanely expensive, at least to get the smaller number of players within it. And I just didn't feel like I kind of had the bankroll to kind of compete at that level. So, you know, I focused on things like, you know, King of the Beach, where you're looking at, what, three or five entry max contests. You're looking at fields of a couple hundred people. Uh, much easier even though I'm not maybe playing for a million dollars at the end of the day, I'm playing for an experience, which is fun. And I'm playing for still, what, 150000 or whatever it is to first place. That's a nice little amount of money to be able to, to, to take down, especially for like your mid-level grinder. So just because you got a million up top, yeah, 250 k was nice to first on, dra- on Fantasy Draft. But I don't think like people are going to scoff at only winning $50,000 and having a nice experience. And if you're not overlaying constantly on these qualifiers, that's good for your business, good for your end game. Uh, I don't necessarily, yes, big prize pools will draw people, but I don't know if they draw them as much in the qualifiers as people really think. I want to, I want to actually try and qualify for something that I feel like I have a chance to actually get in. 
too. Um, and that's where I hope a site like Fantasy Draft or Yahoo, if they do that this year, I think it would be a lot of fun. But be reasonable with it. You know, Yahoo's done a lot of good things here lately. 10 entry max and whatnot. Um, unfortunately, you know, my biggest issue with Yahoo is I can't play in Florida. So I can't experience the site. And I don't get it. I mean, I do get it. I know why. But enough is enough. Like, you're, you're still, you know, running games in Texas with a negative, you know, AG opinion on daily fantasy sports as gambling. But you're not running it in Florida where literally everybody else is open for business. Uh, If the attorney general thought it was gambling, she would have probably done something about it at this point in time. And they haven't. They've got bigger fish to fry than daily fantasy sports operators. Please consider opening up for business in Florida. Please. Um, But for me, I love to see those kind of, you know... uh, smaller tier sites that don't have the number of players try to just run more reasonable live final experiences because winning a lot of money is great there's no question about it but just especially for a lot of the you know people who aren't the burrito brothers or awesome uh a lot of these guys would just love to be able to kind of experience say hey you know what i got a a one in 10 shot or one in 15 shot at, at winning 50k that's great. That's an amazing experience for a lot of those guys, myself included. Even though I played for a million dollars in a live final before, I just like hanging out with other daily fantasy players and having a chance to, to, to win a big chunk of change. And I don't think that changes. I think a lot of people would still absolutely do it. Uh, yeah, maybe the you know Chipotle addict doesn't show up at a live final for you guys if he qualifies. Maybe. But it also gives you the opportunity to maybe run, I don't say more fair games, but, um, you know, limited entry games. And and Fantasy Draft has been pretty good with that to this point. But uh, I hope they scale it back. And I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a drawback. If somebody, if they wouldn't, if they went for 500K from a million or 350K from a million, I don't think people would scoff at it and be like, eh, not worth entering. I don't think so. I'd gladly enter them, especially if it's at, you know, a little bit more reasonable buy-in price point than we had at some of those tournaments last year. So um, so that's my final thoughts here for football season, and I'm excited for it. Um, the changes, you know, the, the, the whole landscape is changing before our eyes. You know, there's news came out on Friday about a potential acquisition of DraftKings by a big European, you know, betting company. Uh, they're more like kicking the tires, but still like, that's something that has been out there and, you know, sports betting, how's that going to proliferate across the, the DFS platforms? We'll see. Um, you know, I think the, the thing to remember on sports betting is your state's going to need to have regulation in place for these games to be offered. And I just don't see that many getting done by the beginning of football season this year uh maybe like six seven potentially we could be there at the at the you know by that point in time but even then that's a lot legislation moves slow you've got lobbying all over the place from leagues to casino owners and you know i think obviously this is a much bigger money-making endeavor than daily fantasy sports is going to be for the states so they're going to pay more attention to it they're going to have more motivation to push things through but I don't think it's going to happen overnight by by any stretch. But, um, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see. Do they run them on the actual same platform, on the same app? Do they have separate apps? It's a lot of questions that are going to need to be answered over the next uh, six to 12 months. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see where it all ends up and all shakes down. But those are my thoughts for NFL 2018. Hopefully some of the uh, decision makers on DFS sites can uh, give this a listen and, uh, you know, consider some of the suggestions that I made out there here today. But uh, thank you so much for the listen, the download. We'll get back to the DFS grind tomorrow. We only had four games in MLB tonight, so I thought today was a good day to do it. So back with the fix tomorrow, getting you set for a Tuesday in baseball. Uh, if you've got feedback, if you've got ideas I didn't discuss, hit me up on Twitter at Dan underscore Bach. You spell that B-A-C-K. You can always ping me here on Roto Grinders as well. And uh, yeah. Thanks again to Buffalo Wild Wings as well for being a sponsor here. And uh, again, if you've got suggestions, and here's one more thing. We've got our big NFL Summit coming up uh, early next week. If, if you guys have ideas uh, on content you'd like to see on Roto Grinders this football season, let me know. I would love to know uh, what you guys would like to, uh, would like to see because... Uh, this is our time where we're getting our own planning in place. Are there certain uh, personalities or shows or different content aspects that you liked, didn't like? Fire me off a, a message, you know, an email, dan at rotogrinders.com or a message on Twitter because uh, those decisions are going to be starting to be made here in the next, you know, couple of weeks. So definitely love hearing back from you guys as well. We take everything you say. Uh, into consideration so don't be afraid now's a good time to do it but i'm out of here i'll talk to you again tomorrow back on the baseball grind then you can catch me on xm tonight from six to seven eastern me and the beer man getting you set for these four games so if you want my thoughts that's the place to find them today and uh, good luck in your contests and we'll see you tomorrow bye everybody lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.